No, I'm yeah, I'm talking. Good morning. How's everybody this morning? Are you are you ready to celebrate an end of great Independence Day in the United States of America? I tell you what, we are a blessed people to say the least. Right quickly. I don't normally do not do this, but uh, this morning I'm going to make a couple of announcements. Uh, Wednesday night, please help uh, Miss Nancy and her ladies in the kitchen by signing up if you're going to be here for Wednesday night meal. Hamburgers, hot dogs, and potluck. She says, just bring all your leftovers you have from the 4th of July, and everybody else will enjoy them together. So bring them. The other announcements, well, there's one other that's not in there. And uh, I'm going to ask you to help me tonight during our service. I'm going to ask, I'm going to give you forewarning so you can get ready. Tonight I'm going to ask for testimonies from the congregation as to what the 4th of July independence and freedom means personally to you. So I'm giving you full warning. I won't spring it on you. I told some of the men as we was praying, one of two things will happen. Either some folks will go home and think about it and decide what they want to say, or some folks will decide they don't want to come and stay home. So I pray that the latter you'll not do. You'll take about it. Come, it doesn't have to be a sermon or anything like that, but I would really believe a testimony from you personally as to what independence, freedom, and the 4th of July means to you. We praise God for you being here this morning. If you're a guest, we'd ask you to fill out a little form there in front of you in the pew. Just so we know you're here. Membership, we praise God for you being here. It's a blessing to have each one of you here. Some of the folks we haven't seen in a while, they're here. I praise God for that. This morning, as we uh, study God's Word, it's going to be all about how blessed we are to be free. You see, you're either free in a nation, as an American citizen, or you can be free in a nation, as an American citizen, and free in your spirit through Christ Jesus. So it's your choice. Will you stand with me as we pray? Lord God, we praise you. We thank you. We ask you to minister unto every heart and every life. Father, you know what needs to take place in the hearts of these, your people. So, Father, I would pray this morning that we would give you our complete attention through the power of God, the Holy Spirit, moving and working in our hearts. Receive our praise and our worship, Father. Speak to our hearts. And we'll give you praise and glory for it all.
And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And amen. Brother Harold, come on, brother. Good morning. Let's start out the hymn this morning. I did make a change in our uh, bulletin this morning. We are going to sing two hymns and then receive this morning's offering. Change that and then the rest will be a little bit of patriotic this morning. But uh, let's sing together. To God be the glory. Great things he has done, is doing and going to do. To God be the glory, great things he hath done. So loved he the world that he gave us his Son, who yielded his life and atonement for sin, and opened the life gate that all may go in. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, let the earth hear his voice. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, let the people rejoice. Oh, come to the Father through Jesus the Son, and give him the glory, great things he hath done. Oh, perfect redemption, the purchase of blood to every believer, the promise of God, the vilest offender who truly believes that moment from Jesus, a pardon received. Praise the Lord. Earth, hear his voice. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Let the people rejoice. Oh, come to the Father through Jesus the Son and give him the glory. Great things he hath done, great things he hath taught us. Great Jesus we see. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, let the earth hear his voice. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, let the people rejoice. Oh, come to the Father through Jesus the Son and give him the glory. Great things he has done. Amen. May be seated. We are blessed to live in these United States, although there's many, many wrongs, needs much prayer. But let's sing this song. Count your blessings. Just think about our blessings that we do have. When upon life's pillows you are tempted, tossed, 
When you are discouraged, thinking all is lost, count your many blessings, name them one by one, and it will surprise you what the Lord hath done. Count your blessings, name them one by one, count your blessings, see what God hath done. Count your blessings, name them. Are you ever burdened with a load of care? Does the crossing bend your call to bear? Count your many blessings, every doubt will fly. And you will be singing as the days go by. Count your blessings, name them one by one. Count your blessings, see what God has. Ushers come forward this time. So amid the conflict, whether great or small, do not be discouraged, God is over all. Count your many blessings, angels will attend. Help and comfort give you to your journey's end. Count your blessings, name them one by one. Count your what God hath done, count your blessings, name them one by one, count your many blessings, see what God hath done. As we give unto the Lord God his tithes and our love offering. Brother well, ST, would you ask the Lord to bless our tithes and offerings, Brother? Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for your bountiful blessing and your abundant love. We thank you, Father, for the opportunity that we have to praise you. We pray that you would bless us as we return unto you that which you provide for us, that it might be used for the furtherance of your kingdom. We ask it all in Christ's holy name. Amen. Amen.
Okay, Brother Mac has mentioned what's happening day after tomorrow. There's a birthday, a very important birthday, 247th birthday of these United States. Of course, I believe it's first 13 original colonies, but many states were added on later, many years later, some of them. But uh, we are celebrating the birth of our country, and we just... Uh, Praise God for those forefathers that had written the Constitution and uh, the blessings that God has restored upon us. Like I said, we need much prayer now, these United States. Let's stand, please. Let's pledge allegiance to the United States flag. I pledge allegiance to the flag. Let's now sing, God Bless America.
This next hymn, If My People's Hearts Are Humble. This is God speaking to us in this song. It's from 2 Chronicles 7.14. If my people will humble themselves, then I will heal their land. If my people's heart are humble, if they pray and seek my face, I will forgive their sin. Listen to this. Listen, think about these words when we sing this. If my people's hearts are humbled, if they pray and seek my face, if they turn away from evil, I will not forego my grace. I will hear their prayers from heaven. I will pardon every sin. If my people's hearts are humbled, I will surely give their For spacious skies, for amber waves of gray, for purple mountain majesties above the fruited plain, America, America, God
They're gathering back there toward the back. Thank you, sweetie. Appreciate that so much. America. Some of us take it for granted. Some of us say, thank you, Lord. And then there's a few, not a whole lot anymore, but there's a few that says thank you to our forefathers that paid the price, that had the vision, and was willing to make the difference. Today, we still need to make the difference. We as Christians. Can someone tell me, now someone that's uh, quite a bit younger than I am, please, tell me who said, give me liberty or give me death. What was that person's name? Who? 
Patrick Henry, that's right. Now can you tell me when he said that? Well, how about 1775 of March at the Virginia Conference and he stood up in the midst of all of those people, all of those men that were meeting about liberty and said, give me liberty or just give me death. It's not just about our nation. I think about even the Apostle Paul that we've been studying about. And as he was being told not to go into Jerusalem on his, at the end of his third missionary journey, he said, listen, I am willing to be put in jail or prison for my Lord Jesus Christ, or even unto death for Jesus. You see, we have two elements here. We celebrate our independence with our great heritage from those that came before us and made the difference in our social life. And then we have those that made the difference in our spiritual lives. And really, if you get right down to it, we shouldn't make a difference between the two. A few weeks ago, I was in Branson. And I was a little lady that makes caps down from where we stay at Treasure Lake. And I went in and I had her make this for me and I have had more comments on this cap since I've been wearing it. It simply says, I stand for the flag, oh glory, and it has the American flag on it. And I kneel for the cross for the sake of Christ Jesus. Putting them together, I wish I am not the originator of that, but it's a great thought. And we as Christians should lead in standing in honor of old glory and our nation. And at the same time, we should be the first to bow our knee unto the Lord Jesus Christ. We've had a lot of things that have happened in our sports arena of folks not being willing to stand up for the flag and folks not being willing to acknowledge the Lord Jesus Christ. I think one of the things that impressed me the most about the sport of professional bull riding is even 
all of those from other nations, regardless of where they are, when they play the national anthem and pledge allegiance, they all stand. They all remove their cover and give honor to America. And without exception, to the best of my knowledge, when they have the prayer, they all remove cover. Many of them bow on their knees, regardless of their faith or their religion or what country, in reverence to God. The Word of God tells us in Galatians, y'all just listen for a little bit. Galatians chapter 5, verse 13. We are called to freedom. We are called by God to freedom. Are you living free today? I mean, are you truly living out your life in freedom. God has called us to be free. God has called us to enjoy the privilege of being free. I was sharing earlier so many parts of the world that Miss Cherry and I and others have been. People live behind high walls, afraid to talk even to their own families because they're not sure who is going to turn them into the, the communist or to whomever. We live in a nation that is free, folks. We have the freedom to come worship. We have the freedom to sing. We have the freedom to read the Word of God. We have the freedom either to meet or not meet. You have a freedom that a lot of the world does not understand, nor can they practice. Now just a moment ago, Brother Harold led us in a song that says, If my people that are called by my name, that's you and I. And folks, whether we like it or not, we're the, we're the ones that's going to make a difference in America. We're the ones that God has called to be free and accepted that call. He's called all mankind, but not all have, have accepted it. In 1 Corinthians chapter 8, verses 8 through 13, paraphrase, sin not against your brother. It says, listen folks, you're called to be free. Let's live out that freedom in a manner of encouraging others, not putting them down. Have you ever thought about how easy it is to find fault? Now, I tell you, I don't have much trouble. I can just look in the mirror and find a whole bunch of fault. It's easy to find fault, but it's sometimes a whole lot more productive to find something good about someone. The Word of God says, I have called you to be free. Therefore, if you're free, don't sin against your brother. Don't be opinionated against your brother. 
Don't have an attitude against your brother. Don't put your brother down. Folks, I'm here to tell you, every time you point a finger, as the old saying goes, there's four more pointing back at you. Now, if you want to find a problem, that's easy. If you want to find a problem with the United States of America, that's easy. But don't blame it on our government. Whether you agree or disagree, that doesn't matter. Don't blame it on the government. Don't blame it on the Congress. Don't blame it on our leadership here in Arkansas. It's because we, as Christians, have failed to stand up. And we're picky, 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 saying, look at their problem, look at their problem, look at their problem. When we ought to be saying, let us give you the solution, here's Jesus. John chapter 8, verse 36. And it says, if the Son sets you free, you will be free. Indeed. We know that Jesus Christ paid the price on Calvary's cross. We know that He sealed that price whenever He resurrected from the grave. We know that He is sitting at the right hand of the Father today making intercession for every believer. If Jesus paid the price and set us free, and He has... He has, beyond everything you can imagine, He has set us free. Then we're certainly free. We don't live like it. We live like we're in jail or in bondage or in somebody's looking down our throats all the time. Folks, we don't know what freedom, we don't know what it's like not to live in a free country. Has anybody told you that you couldn't go to the grocery store lately? Has anybody said that you couldn't buy fuel? Oh, it might, your pocketbook might, but beyond that, nobody's told you you can't. There are nations in this world that says you buy groceries just on this day and you can only have this much. There are places on this nation, that's in this world, I mean, that says you can go and buy fuel on this day and you can only have this much. There are places that says you cannot go out and have a good time except if the government says you can. And then it's restricted. If the Son has set you free, you will be free indeed. A freedom is not because the law says you can't. The freedom is because Jesus has set us free and we can enjoy the freedom that we have. John, John chapter 8, verse 32. And it says, You will know the truth and the truth will set you free. The truth. The truth right here. 
If you know this, if you, we read this, I'll never forget hearing Miss Corey Tim Boone's testimony about how she hid her Bible, her New Testament, during the time to keep the Nazis from getting it so that she could have the truth of the Word of God. How many of them? How many Bibles? Now, I'm not asking you to answer this. But how many Bibles are sitting on people's coffee tables or end tables or cabinets or whatever? And if you were to move it, there would be a dust ring. Folks, we have the truth. And the Word of God says, if you have the truth, the truth will set you free. If you're in bondage this morning, it's not because the you don't have the truth, it's because you're not reading the truth, not participating in the truth. And so often, we want to blame somebody else about that fallacy. Now we've said all that to get to where we need to be this morning. First Peter chapter 2. First Peter chapter 2 verses 15 through 17. For this is the will of God that by doing good you may put to silence the ignorance of foolish men as free, yet not using liberty as a cloak for vices, but as a bondservant of God. Honor all people, love the brotherhood, fear God, and honor the King. Lord God, I thank you and I praise your name for your word. Speak unto our hearts. O oh God, make us aware how you have blessed us in this nation. Thank you for our forefathers. Thank you for those that we have now that are leading us. Lord God, I pray that we, your people, will stand with our forefathers and say, Lord God, give us freedom or just give us death. Thank you, Father, for speaking to us. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. And it says, for this is the will of God. That by doing good, we may put silence to the ignorance of foolish men. That we that are free, we that are Christians, we that honor Jesus Christ, that we may by our actions, our testimony, our lives, our prayers, will squelch the thoughts, the noise, 
the writings and the words, even the examples of those that are ignorant to the ways of the Lord. You see, people that don't acknowledge Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior have no idea except of the world. They don't have the freedom. They don't have the ability of acknowledging God the Holy Spirit in their life. Consequently, they can't walk in peace. They can't walk in the glory of the freedom of the glory that God has given us here in America. All they see is the problems. All they see is the situation. All they see is economy going crazy. All they see is countries like China and Russia and so forth that are constantly giving us fear. Unless your peace is within God. Now do I relish the idea of possible the possibility of war with China? No, I don't. But do I stay awake at night and worry about it? No, because I know God's in charge. I've had people say to me and to Miss Cherry and others, well, don't you worry about going overseas? Don't you worry about going into countries that are communist-led? and No, no, because I know God's in charge. Just this past week, I had a fellow that came in and talked to me about some situations, and he says, does it bother you to stand up and preach on Sunday whenever, ever, whenever it could possibly be somebody walk in and, and go to shooting or something? I said, no, because God's in control. It simply says it's up to us. It's God's will for us to silence the garbage coming out of the foolish people that don't know Jesus. It's our responsibility to do that. How do we do that? By our testimony, by our lives, by our willingness to share Jesus by our willingness to say, do you know my Jesus? By our willingness to say, listen, I have made a commitment. And my commitment is yes, to America, but my commitment is to God also. We stop and think, without God, America would not be what it is today. Whether people want to admit it or not, that's a fact. And God's will is for us to live it and to put it forth to silence the ignorance of foolish men and as free. We are free from sin. We are free from all hampering of the world if we will walk in Jesus as free. He says, yet not using the liberty or the freedom as a cloak for vice or wickedness. Just because God has set you free through, the Je through Jesus Christ, that doesn't mean you can go out here and live like the devil. 
If you're truly born again, if you're truly saved, if you truly know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, the greatest desire in your life should be to walk a life that shows Christ Jesus in your life. And the second greatest desire in your life should be to try to tell somebody or desire to tell somebody about Jesus Christ. No slap, no put down. Put in your own mind, how long has it been since you shared Jesus with somebody? How long has it been since you said, let me, let me tell you about my Savior. Let me tell you about Jesus. Let me tell you about the one that paid the price to set you free. If you'll just accept it. You see, America, if you were born in America, you were born free. To be free in Christ, you have to accept it. You have to believe it. You have to let God take control of your life. As being free, set free by God, don't use that as a crutch, but use that as a platform. Use that as a foundation. God bless America, we sing, we stand, we pledge. How much do we stand or how much do we honor God? How much do we say, thank you Lord God for saving me? I, uh, I know when Brother Harold said, let's pledge allegiance, everybody stood up. I wonder if we're all willing to bow our knee to God and say thank you God even as we pledge allegiance to that beautiful flag. We don't need to use our freedom, our liberty, that which Christ Jesus paid the price for. We don't need to use it for wickedness in order for us to do what we think we worldly ought to do or would like to do, but we need to use it for the purpose of witnessing and telling others. Now God's Word tells us a little something here in the last part of this. He says, but as a bondservant of God, being sold out to God, a bondservant is one that says, I am a slave because I so desire to be. Throughout the Word of God, Paul refers to himself as a bondservant. He says we need to be a bondservant unto God. And then in verse 17, he tells, we how, tells us how we carry it out. First of all, he says we honor the people that we like. No, that's not what it says. It says we honor all people. Folks, it doesn't matter whether you like them or don't like them. It doesn't matter whether you agree with them or don't agree with them. It doesn't matter if they have the same mindset that you have or don't have the same mindset. We need to honor them as a person that God created and put on this planet. 
Now they may not have acknowledged Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, or they may have and just have a bad attitude and out of fellowship with God, but it says we are to honor them, we are to respect them as being a creation of God. Doesn't mean you have to agree with them, doesn't mean you have to fellowship with them every day, but you have to honor them as being a creation of God. I guarantee you sometimes that's tough. I won't deny that. But I didn't write the book. That's what God says. Honor all people. I learned a great lesson with that when I was traveling overseas a lot. Because there was a lot of people I ran into that... uh, It was kind of tough to honor them. But it says to honor them. To honor them is basically to respect them as a creation of God. And then he says, love the brotherhood. Love the brethren. You say, well, boy, that's not hard. That's easy. I love love people here in church. I, I love every one of them. I like to hug their necks. Well, I'm sure there's sometimes that you probably don't love me too much because of what I've said or didn't say or because of the way I maybe walked by you and didn't speak to you because my brain was 10,000 miles away or doing something. But it says love the brotherhood. It doesn't say to love the brotherhood when it's convenient. It says to love the brethren, period. To love the brethren is not just to come up and hug and and shake hands and slap each other. To love the brethren is to pray for them. It's to say, can I help you? It's to say, is there something that I could pray particularly for you? Miss Cherry and I have kind of gotten the habit, and we don't do it every time. I, I wish we had remembered every time, but we don't. But we ask our waiter or waitress at the restaurant, Is there something that we could pray specifically for you as we pray in just a moment? We have yet, when we've done that, we have yet to have one say, well, no, you don't need to pray for me. Every time they'll say, yes, would you pray for this or that or something else? Love the brethren. Care about the brethren. Not just your own little group. But I know all of us have our own close friends. But it says love them all. Love the brother. Regardless of what they've done or what they've said or how they've acted. Regardless of what their thought is on it. They may not agree with you on something. But gosh, they have a right to be wrong if they want to be. But you don't have to treat them that way. It says to love them. And then next it says, Fear God. I don't know about you, but if there's anything on the face of this earth that I fear, truly fear, it's God. And not putting Him in the position he needs to be 
in my life. Other words, King of kings, Lord of lords, Master of all, Creator of everything, Almighty God. Do you fear Him? I'm not talking about a quaking, shaking type fear of that He's going to strike you dead all at once, but I'm talking about a fear that puts it in our hearts to where we are reverent to a God that created us, that keeps us going, and that has prepared for us an eternity to be with Him and His Son. Do you truly fear Him? Maybe it would be better said to say, I don't fear God, but I fear not doing what God wants me to do in the manner in which He wants me to do it. We all have our own ideas. We all have our own ideologies about how to do things. But folks, there's nothing like God's plan. Sometimes we have to get down to the nitty-gritty and say, okay, God, what's your plan? And it doesn't always come instantly. It doesn't always come in the next heartbeat. Sometimes it's a week, month, or maybe a year before you know exactly what God's plan is. But you keep asking and you keep on keeping on saying, Lord God, I want to be exactly what you want me to be. I fear not serving you properly. Fearing God. Showing reverence. Showing obedience to God. Now the last one is probably one of the most difficult ones now in our nation today. But it says... Honor the king. Honor the government. Honor those that are leaders. Honor those that God, listen, honor those that God has placed, allowed to be in leadership. It doesn't matter how you voted. It doesn't matter how you feel about our government. God says, we're to honor them. And we're to obey them. At least the office. And it says, honor the king. We shouldn't be talking bad. We shouldn't be putting down. We shouldn't be saying, oh, what are we going to do? We need to be praying. We need to be lifting up in prayer those that are in places of leadership. In honoring the king, it means we keep the laws of the land. The laws of the land consist, <laughs> that consist of every law that's been passed in our land, in our government, in our nation. The other day, Thursday, matter of fact, Cherry and I drove down to Fayetteville. And I had our little 
car set on exactly the speed limit with the cruise control. I mean, I, I made, made specific caution, and I had it set exactly the cruise control at 70 miles an hour. And you would have thought I was going backwards. I don't think I had one vehicle behind me to stay. They would come up and go past me like I was going backwards. You say, well, the speed limit's 75. No, not between here and Fayetteville, it's not. It's 70. And parts of it's 65, and parts of it's even 60. What am I saying? I'm saying, folks, that's the law. And that's what it's talking about. If you'll break that law, you'll break any law. In fact, the Word of God says to break a law is a sin, and if you sin in that matter, you're guilty of all. There's not any any worse than the others. You say, you mean to tell me you never speed, Brother Mac? I very seldom do. The last ticket I got was a long time ago. Because God convicted me of breaking the law. There's no difference between breaking the law, driving down the road, then going into Walmart our neighborhood market, our harps or wherever, walking down the aisle and put, taking something off, stick it in your pocket. You're just breaking a law. You're breaking a law. So if we're truly born again believers and if we're truly saved, if we're truly believing in the truth and the truth sets us free, then it's time for us as born-again believers, to honor all people, to love the brethren, to fear God, and to honor those that are in places of leadership, and to honor our laws. You say, well, Brother Mac, that all sounds good, but boy, you know our nation today. It's a mess. You know what? I agree with you 100%. I agree with you. It's a mess. But do you know why it's a mess? It's not the government's fault. It's Christians' fault. Because we have failed to live in the truth that sets us free of Christ Jesus. And we have taken a back seat. We have taken a seat of silence. And God says, don't be silent. Speak up. Live out the truth. To who? To those that are foolish, that do not know about Jesus, and not accept Him. 
it's time as we celebrate the independence in the United States. It's time for us as Christians not only to celebrate the freedom we have in the red, white, and blue, but it's time for us to stand up and celebrate the freedom we have in Jesus Christ. You see, that's your decision. That's up to you. That is something you have to personally say, I'm going to do. And each one of those things that were in that last verse, you have to individually decide you're going to do it. I can't do it for you. I can only do it for myself. Likewise, if you don't know this Jesus that set us free, today you can. The Word of God simply says, Call upon the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, believe in your heart, confess with your mouth, and thou shalt be saved. Boy, if you have a question about whether you're saved, you come see me. Let us talk about it. Let us pray about it. Let's get it straight with God so you can enjoy the freedom that Christ has paid for for you. Won't you come on? Won't you come this morning? Let's don't blame somebody else when it all starts right here. It starts right here with you. Lord God, I thank you and I praise your name that you bless in such a mighty way. I thank you, Lord God, that you will draw us ever close to you. And Father, if there's even one here this morning that does not know Jesus as Lord and Savior, I would pray that they would make that decision. If they're one that needs to be obedient into baptism or joining the church, whatever, Father, I would pray this would be a day they would exercise that freedom of being able to follow you. And we give you praise for it, Father. We thank you for our independence. We thank you for our, our freedom and our liberty and our nation. But more than that, Father, we thank you for our freedom and our liberty through Christ Jesus. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Would you stand with us, Brother Harold? You come on. Don't wait. Don't tarry. Prayer altars are right here. You come and pray whatever God lays on your heart. You come on right now. Come on right now. Don't wait. Don't tarry.
to what you're singing. encourage you. Please be back tonight. I know some of you have got family and all that and, and, and we understand that. But if you can't be back tonight and think about what the 4th of July, what independence, and what freedom in Jesus means to you. And we'll have a testimonial time. You don't have to great big long speech or anything. Just a short testimony. But we would encourage you. Please be here. Let's give honor to God for those freedoms that He has given us. May the Lord bless you. You have a great, great afternoon. Please be back. Brother Mac? I'm hearing somebody somewhere. That's me. <laughs> I hear you. On my way back uh, earlier to my seat, somebody said, we didn't sing the national anthem. So we're going to do that now before we leave. God bless you and have a glorious day. Father, we thank you and we praise your name for the opportunity of serving you. Thank you for your word. Thank you for our freedom. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen and amen.